packed with fun podcast from Getaway Today. I, I don't. I, sometimes I feel like we don't say that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, I'm Jordan and I'm Erin, and we are here this week. This is going to be rough cut, unedited episode because Ooh. as you're listening to this, we will be in Disneyland. Yo, and we only have two hours. To get this done. <laughs> so this will be completely unedited, so I apologize if there are any mistakes. You know, we're just going to roll with the punches as they come, but we're excited to bring this podcast to you guys. We are doing another Disneyland Secrets podcast episode. It was highly requested that we do another one, so we're back part two with some random secrets that you may or may not know. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll see. There really is not a lot of news this week. Uh, we saw that Star Tours, our good, good ride in Tomorrowland, will be getting a Rise of Skywalker, which is Star Wars Episode Nine scene added to it. So that'll be really exciting. That will end the trilogy of new scenes that we've gotten the past few years from these new Star Wars I was going to say flicks, films. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we'll see how, how that is. I'm very excited for the movie. So mm-hmm. uh, it's fun that we get a, a tiny, tiny sneak peek. Usually it comes out before the movie, maybe like a month or two. So keep an eye out. We'll keep you updated on that. But other than that, that's that's really all we got. After D23, they're like, we've, we've said everything there is to say for now. And uh, Halloween time is starting this week. Yeah. This Friday at the Disneyland Resort, and so that will go until uh, October 31st. That's when Halloween is in the United States. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we're the only country that celebrates it. So, anyway, it's there. (laughs) But, yeah, we will be there for the opening day, so be sure to follow our Instagram stories. Let us know what you want to see about Halloween time. Just search Getaway Today on Instagram, and you will find us, and we will be there. So without further ado, let's get into some more Disneyland secrets, part two, which we love. I, I'm a big fan of these. I troll Erin every time we go to Disneyland. I gotta, sh- gotta show her the same things over and over again. But today we, we got some new stuff for you. So first, Erin <laughs> just hit her face on my <laughs> First up, we have something cute, something fun. So when you enter Disneyland Park, you may have... never thought about this but it is lined with red bricks everywhere you walk you're walking on red bricks now what is this it it is signifying (laughs) it's red bricks (laughs) you know red bricks uh it's supposed to uh i have lost for all (laughs) words but pay homage to you walking on a red carpet because I'm telling you, I cannot walk on the red carpet before. (laughs) Maybe that one time I walked a red carpet is for me. I the words are not supposed to recreate. Yeah, simulate, simulate the pressure of one take is crushing me. So I'm I'm trying. (laughs) Simulate you're on a red carpet because Walt Disney wanted everyone to feel like a VIP. So you are famous when you walk into Disneyland. You're walking a red carpet, so enjoy it. Flaunt it. Work it. Work it. Get some photos taken. Great. Good fact, Jordan. Thanks. Next up, we have something that probably most people know about, but maybe you don't. Everybody's got to learn at some point. Yep. So, the Disneyland Railroad, one of our favorite attractions, they have a special train car 
This is called the Lily Bell train car. This was named after Walt Disney's wife, Lillian, and she actually designed the entire train car as well. So this train car is exclusively for VIPs or like special tours. However, if you ask really nicely, and this train car, it isn't out all the time. Mm -hmm. It's random. So if you see it out one day, Take this opportunity to go ask a cast member if you can peek inside and take a couple of pictures. Usually they will let you, but I can't guarantee it. It's a really special thing. When it's out, it's really exclusive. Um, But if you do want, like, a guaranteed way to get in this car, they actually do a Grand Circle tour, which is a two-hour tour of the history of the Disneyland Railroad. And as a part of that, you actually get to ride in the Lilybell train car. So there's a lot of history behind it. It's a really cool thing when it is out. So just be on the lookout for it the next time you're there. Yeah. Look for that Lily Bell. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to some people for giving me lots of information today. (laughs) The Disney Food Blog, which I always follow. They have the best food reviews ever. So Mm -hmm. if you ever need a food review, go to Disney Food Blog. And then TPM Vids on YouTube has a lot of fun Disneyland facts on their channel. So shout out to them for, you know, enlightening me on some of these facts. How cool is that? Yeah. We get, you know, and we get these from like a lot of times when we go on our trips for work, we get to interact with Disney cast members and they always have some wild, cool information to share with us. So next up, speaking of wild and cool, our boy Figment has made an appearance at Disneyland. If you did not know, he is hiding in... Well, who's Figment? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm just going to leave him out there. So Figment (laughs) is, is an icon. At the Walt Disney World Resort, I would say. we When we were at D23 and they brought up Figment, I think screams. he got the screams, the biggest cheer of the night. Oh, he did. He did. Sure. Hands down. Bigger than Dick Van Dyke. Yep. People were standing and screaming for Dick Van Dyke. Imagine the fanfare of Figment. Figment. But truly, it was probably equal. Equal. <laughs> Just about. Second only to our boy Dick Van Dyke. People are a big fan of Figment. I myself am even after our horrifying encounter on the Figment attraction. is a very scary ride. We've talked about it. He's crazy. He's a little wild. Uh, So he is like a purple dinosaur who... um, Isn't he a dragon? Oh, man. See, I really don't know much about my my favorite boy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think you're right. I think he's a dragon, but he is a figment of your imagination. So to me... Purple dragon. To me, he's a a dinosaur. To you, he's a dragon. That's fine. But but he's for sure a dragon. (laughs) He is a dragon, 100%. So that fun little guy is trapped in the queue for Guardians of the Galaxy. So the collector, as we know, collects things. And at some point in time, he somehow got his hands on our good, good pal, Figment. And you can see him. You can't. He's like a shadow in one of the boxes. So just keep an eye out for for him. He's he's very small. He's, he's up, up at the top. Up at the top. So you got to look up. And mm-hmm. I'm, I think it's to the left. I mean, it depends on where you're facing. But yeah. yes, when you walk into the attraction. I get what you're saying. So you 100%. can see his little hands and like outline of his body. Yeah. You'll know. That little little dragon boy. That's fun. I had no idea that I he was in there. Also didn't. And I'm a, I'm a big Figment fan. Yeah. The cool thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction is they do swap out a lot. Like, Figment will stay. I, 
maybe forever. I don't know. But a lot of the the like main things they switch out those often. So every time you go in, you'll get some new stuff, new memorabilia or secrets or Easter eggs. A lot of times it's like props from the actual Marvel movies, so that's pretty cool. Some very cool, very cool stuff. But also in the queue of Guardians of the Galaxy is the Herald, the Yeti from the Matterhorn. So he can be found. Uh, Depending on which floor you're on, if you're on the bottom floor, just look up once you start turning towards the elevators. And if you're on the top floor, just look down at that same point. But and yeah. That was the original Yeti. The correct? OG Yeti on the Matterhorn. Wow. Yeah. He's looking pretty pretty wild, pretty crazy. And don't they I mean, the Marvel cinematic universe is kind of well not it hasn't come to a close, but uh era an era of it has yeah yeah phase three is done but didn't they used to do stuff outside of the attraction as well like little easter eggs like the gnome and there was like a oh totally yeah there's stuff out there too so those are same things uh i think those are staying there those are a little more permanent than what's inside but maybe not maybe they'll switch them out but some very cool things i mean two last d23 is when they like unveiled that random like Avengers vault outside when they were like, Marvel Land is coming. So that was pretty crazy. That was a big Easter egg. If you want to see an Avengers vault door just uh, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy. And what is the gnome again? I can't super remember. I'm sorry. Perfect. (laughs) You're welcome. One take. We can't look it up. (laughs) So that's exciting. Guardians of the Galaxy is a lot of fun uh, Easter eggs. Yeah, that change. Hello, Siri. We don't want to talk to you. (laughs) You guys, my Siri on my phone never works. (laughs) And then randomly, of course, recording a podcast that we are not editing, it turns on. Maybe I'll edit this part out. Nah, always good to hear from from Siri. All right. Next up is my favorite fact that I've ever learned about Disneyland. And maybe you know it. Maybe you don't. I was blown away by this, and this is a great fact to throw it at parties <laughs> if you don't know what to say. Me all the time. <laughs> exactly. So, Disneyland Park. Beginning of time. <laughs> I am losing my train of thought. So, in Disneyland Park, we now know this restaurant as Rancho del Socalo. It's a great Mexican restaurant. I highly encourage you to check it out. Before it was the Rancho del Socalo, it was actually the Casa de Fritos. And this was owned by the Frito-Lay company. And there's actually a lot of, like, crazy images that you should look up online about, like, what this restaurant looked like before. Because it's crazy. They had, like, a little Frito boy <laughs> that, like, brought you Frito chips. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so at this restaurant, um, it eventually transitioned into the Rancho del Zocalo, but um, what happened was they were using a lot of unused tortillas. They That didn't make any sense. They were using a lot of unused tortillas. <laughs> they were not using tortillas is what I meant to say. Yeah. So there's a bunch of tortilla scraps that were just going to waste. And so one of, I can't remember if it was Cook or like the supervisor over the Frito-Lay We've heard lots of, di- lots of different stories. I think at one point I heard it was a janitor. Oh, you see, I've never heard that. Yeah. 
um, they told them to make those not go to waste. So they actually started baking those tortillas into chips, putting seasoning on it, and voila. Voila. That's not even voila. <laughs> wow. What a weird word. I don't even know how to say it. Doritos were invented at Disneyland. The Frito-Lay supervisor or whoever was ahead of this restaurant at the time tried these things. They started selling them and it was a very popular treat. So Frito-Lay was like, hey, guess what? We're going to sell these in stores. And we now know them as Doritos. So not only were Doritos invented at Disneyland, but basically the first tortilla chip, as we know it today, was invented at Disneyland. That's wild. I think that is so crazy. I honestly had no idea about that story. And then now I do. Now you, now you do. And it's very cool. And I'm sharing it. Yeah. So, I mean, Doritos and Aaron and I talk about Doritos a lot because it's probably the most universally liked chip. I would say so. Yeah. I think it's very underrated. Nobody's like, that's my favorite chip, but everybody will eat them at a party. Exactly. When you go to a party, you will. there will be Doritos there. Yeah. It's just everybody's going to bring Doritos. Everyone brings Doritos because everyone likes Doritos. It's great. I was blown away by that story the first time I found out. So now you can tell your friends that Doritos were actually invented at Disneyland. Wild. Love it. Next up is one that a lot of people talk about. A lot of people question if it is real or not. And we are here to tell you that cats at Disneyland do exist. They are there uh, in both parks. So, of course, you can't have any sort of... uh, small rodent or or rat problem which is confusing because our boy mickey is a mouse but he's the only mouse other than minnie and any other their friends that we want around so disneyland employs some cats to uh, roam around the streets at night to keep uh, everything nice and tidy and yeah and these cats are around 24-7, yep. so you might see them in the park. Totally. Um, what, the original backstory behind them was that the cats were sleeping where, like, Sleeping Beauty's castle was, um, but Walt didn't want to, like, throw them out. So that's when he thought of the plan of, like, uh-huh, cool. creating this feral community of cats to pick up the rodents at night. And one thing that I really do love that I didn't know about was that if the cats do get a little too friendly with the humans, because they're not supposed to be around, um, then they actually put them up for adoption. And you can adopt a Disneyland cat, which is pretty exciting. That's pretty cool. That cat's a celebrity. Kind of crazy. but So keep your eye out for some cats the next time you're there, because they're out and about all the time. Yeah, you'll probably see one. Or they. Next up, we've got the Roasty Toasties. Oh, Oh, Roast. I think. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but at the popcorn carts in Disneyland, not all of them. No, all of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. Every oh single goodness. one. Okay. They have little people maneuvering, <laughs> making, making, in quotations, the popcorn for you. So, next time you go up to a popcorn cart, look closely at the little people. They're, like, pushing the popcorn. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bingo... A bingo wheel. A bingo wheel, but with popcorn. That's a great way to put Mm -hmm. it. They're like little miniature figures, and they're so cute. And they're based off of each of the lands Mm -hmm. that they're in. So I know the popcorn cart by the Matterhorn has a Yeti doing the popcorn. Mm -hmm. They also have one at the Haunted Mansion that's like a ghoul or a ghost Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. it. And then Jordan discovered another one. 
the other day. Yeah, the newest one they have added is in Pixar Pier, and it is Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4 fame. So he is the uh, roasty toasty for the Pixar Pier popcorn cart. They're really cute. It's not really much of a secret because it's out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've never noticed them, please do because they are adorable. They're working so hard all day yeah. to make your popcorn nice and fresh. <laughs> So be on the lookout for them. And Disneyland and Disneyland Tokyo are the only two parks that actually have these little roasty toasties. Which I didn't realize. Yeah. It's very cool. It's a cool thing. I love it. I'm glad that Disneyland has it. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the little man in the tree. This one's always cute. Always fun to point out to your friends because you you look... I don't know if you look cool. <laughs> I was going to say you look so cool. but <laughs> I look awesome. You look awesome. I mean, like, look at that little house. So right outside of the uh, excuse me the indiana jones attraction so like say you're walking into indiana jones on your right hand side there's a big tree that's like kind of cordoned off just to the right of the where you get in and if you look at the bottom of that tree there is a little house and uh and it's there's this whole story behind the little man in the tree there's a golden book about it it's based off of the golden book yes so the golden book essentially is mickey and donald and all of the fabulous crew (laughs) they are building disneyland and they meet this little guy named patrick bigora he's a little leprechaun they're like hey we're gonna build disneyland and he was like what i live here (laughs) anyway so it's this story but he agrees to live there as long as they build him a new house and the house that they build is the one that jordan's talking about it's right very, outside of Indiana. Right Jones. outside. It's very cute. It's a very small little house. It's a very small little leprechaun it's house. It's very cute. And it's just right at the bottom of the tree. So for yeah. you to see. It's very cool. Check it out next time that you're there. Next up, we have A and E ticket booths and attractions. So I thought this was pretty interesting. Obviously, when Disneyland first opened, they did not have annual passports like we know them today. Or even just tickets like Mm -hmm. we know them today. So some of the attractions, like you were able to get in just general admission and they were included in your ticket. However, some of them required an additional ticket when you went. So they had different ticket types for certain attractions. So an A ticket was for like some of the smaller attractions that you wanted to ride. But an E ticket was for attractions like the monorail or something that was mind blowing Mm -hmm. at the time. The monorail today would not seem like a very fun <laughs> attraction, but it was in the fifties. I mean, whenever it was great, yeah. So um, obviously, this went away because Magic Mountain, which is owned by Six Flags now, I don't know if it was back in the day. I'm not sure. Maybe it was. They started to come out with like tickets as we know them today, where you could buy like single day or annual passports. So Disneyland started to do the same, and they got rid of these little tickets that you needed to go on these attractions so a lot of these ticket booths are actually still in fantasy land they're just like refurbished so the alice in wonderland mm-hmm. mushroom the storybook canal like lighthouse and i'm trying to think of other I, ones i think the casey no no never mind that wasn't built that long ago but so, most mm-hmm. of the things that are like next to fantasy land attractions were once ticket booths that you could purchase these tickets at I thought that was really interesting. And so you can actually look photos of these ticket booths online so you could compare them on your next trip. But 
that, if you ever knew, like last week when we were talking about Avengers Campus new e-ticket attraction, that's where the name came from because it's this e-ticket that was for the, the big rides. Yeah. Love that it. Pretty cool. That is very, very cool. And speaking of e-ticket and big attractions, uh, there used to be motorbo- motorboats behind the Matterhorn in the 60s before Toontown and all of these things. Aaron has a lot of great information about what the heck these motorboats were. Love it. I would love to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So Disneyland is pretty fun because it is home to a lot of quote unquote abandoned attractions Mm -hmm. that not a lot of people know about unless you were there in the 50s or 60s or whatever, which most of us probably weren't, especially those of us listening to this podcast. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know why I'm creating a demographic for our podcast. (laughs) Anyway, so one of those attractions that was abandoned were motorboats. And I had no idea that this even existed. So where Edelweiss Snacks is Mm -hmm. now, there's like this really awesome, serene seating area where you can eat. So if you can never find seating, maybe check out that little place behind Edelweiss Snacks. But that actually used to be the loading dock for these motorboats. And I have no idea if you could steer them, if they were on a track. But it <laughs> legit looked like you could steer them because everybody was going, like, different directions. And it looked like they were kind of going pretty fast. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But you could, like, go through scenery and stuff like that around Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. So it was really cool. And then at some point in the late 80s, early 90s, they actually refurbished this attraction to... It's, it was called Motorboat Cruise to Gummy Glen. It was wild. When I saw a picture of this, I was like, what in the world is this? I, I cannot wait to ask my parents if they remember this, because they would have been around during this yeah. time. I don't know if they ever went to Disneyland, though. I don't know. We'll have to ask. But So I have no idea why they did this refurb, but it was based off of the television show based off of Gummy Bears. <laughs> The snack we all know and love. And it was super weird. Like, you could go on these motorboats and, like, gummy bear characters from the TV show would be hanging out. <laughs> like, you would see them. Anyway, it's crazy. Look up a picture of it. I promise you won't regret it. And in 1993, when Toontown opened, they scrapped this because they wanted to focus on Toontown more. So this is now that se- seating area that I was talking about before. But, Wow. Quite the adventure. There are so many attractions that have just kind of gone away that nobody yeah. really knows about. It's the same as the People Mover in Tomorrowland. Ugh, I I'm sure a lot of people mover. know about it, but mm-hmm. some don't. I mean, they probably think those beams oh, yeah. that are like uh-huh. in between Star Tours and Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. were just there. Like that's how they designed the yeah. land. But no, that's straight up that used to where be... the People Mover yeah. was. And another thing I didn't know, I'm just combining all of these facts, <laughs> Love it. was that once they took the because the people mover was like this prototype for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then once we got into the future a little bit, it was like, <laughs> all right, this is not futuristic. So they got rid of it. But they put in an attraction that was like a higher speed attraction where you got in cars. I wish I could remember what it's called. And But they had to stop because the beams supporting it like couldn't hold like the weight or like they weren't built for it to go oh. fast. So they pulled it and now it's just abandoned. <laughs> Whoa. And you can still see like the yeah. entrance as to like where you get into oh, the people mover and stuff. Yeah. But 
I had no idea they put in that second attraction. It was like straight up in the 90s or early 2000s. For real? Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was weirdly recent, even though that was like 20-something years. <laughs> almost 30 years ago. Wild. We're talking about the 90s. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. so there's just a lot of crazy, weird abandoned attractions, which we'll actually get into next right now right here right now Whoa. do you want to just continue on this train? i am sorry you guys have to listen to my voice for longer than needed never than necessary so this next one i was blown away okay first up california adventure my friends <laughs> wow i mean i would say that i've changed as a person <laughs> from 2001 when did california adventure uh, as early zeros yeah early zeros mm-hmm. 2000 2001 I've definitely evolved. I've changed. You know, there's some growth. That could not be more true for this part. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want you all right now, if you're by a computer, to Google the original list of attractions at Disney California Adventure it's... Park. Most of you maybe remember I was somewhat of a child. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely was a child <laughs> in the 2000s. I don't know why I said somewhat. I mean, that was a big period of growth for you. Like you said, yeah. Um, I don't remember any of this. Apparently, they had like a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire like live thing. It is what literally absurd when you look at the list of original attractions. What I remember from my memory of old Disney California Adventure Park, other than like the California out front that everyone has those iconic photos of. I I I wish those would come back. I same. They were incredible. But the the silly symphony swings used to be inside of that orange. It yeah. was a mess. The peeled orange. A the peeled, half peeled orange. Half peeled orange that had to have been like a billion pounds because it is. He, you were literally swinging <laughs> inside so of it. Hollow. I, yes. <laughs> well, you had to go inside. I'm just trying to no it was emphasize massive. the scope and of this orange. There's like this weird sun face oh, on yeah. the carousel yeah. not the carousel the, the it was california screaming wasn't no, it what's the uh what's a pixar pal run what ferris wheel yeah that's a ferris wheel yeah right yes yeah okay and then the mickey ears were around it used to be called mickey's Cal- fun wheel california screaming well i know but before that i don't know what it was called that's true that's true the sun yeah anyway it literally has evolved so much you kind of forget about it um and i think they're going in the right direction after looking at that list of things that was originally there um anyway so that's really nothing to do with any of what i'm about to tell you but kind of so originally where monsters inc mike and Sully to the rescue is there was an attraction called superstar limo i had never heard of this in my life until a plaid like a disneyland cast member was talking to us about it so in the late 90s before california adventure was about to open they had this idea for a ride where you will get in a limousine and you are going to like go you're trying to get to an event and paparazzi's trying to get you and it's just crazy like it's supposed to be this roller coaster mm-hmm. inside of monsters inc mike and Sully to the rescue so unfortunately um, when Princess Diana died tragically in a limousine accident uh, due to paparazzi, or um, they kind of scrapped that idea because it was offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be offensive mm-hmm. or distasteful. So they created, they still created a superstar limo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it was a thing. 
but it was not a roller coaster, and it was just the slow-moving ride that we know today as Mike and Sully to the rescue. But oh my gosh, it is. You could not pay me enough to be like, yeah, that's a Disney attraction. Yeah. It is the craziest thing. They have a full ride walkthrough on YouTube, so I encourage you to go watch that. And this maybe isn't really a secret, because maybe some of you remember this ride, but it is literally bonkers, and there are just, like, celebrities in it. <laughs> and the animation is so weird, and it's just, like, awful. And the cast member told us that, like, there were cel- other celebrities that were supposed to be in it, but they rode the ride, and they were like, this is awful, I want to be taken out. Yeah. Like, no joke. It's wild. It was so bad, it was only open for, like, a year, and then they took it out to put in monsters inc thank goodness that's yeah a great. very adorable cute ride <laughs> but yeah look up superstar limo is crazy it's not really a secret but like i didn't know about but, like it i had told no us. idea yeah. when he was explaining it to mm-hmm. me i was like what are you serious like, and then most of the stuff on that list of california adventure i couldn't even fathom like i just it was crazy yeah. california adventure was just a weird place they like when really it first opened yeah i feel like they tried to just they were diving deep in the California, kind of pushing the Disney aside, and was yeah. like, "This is a California park, not a Disney park," because that could not be less Disney if it, it tried. No, watch the video, and you will be like, "Wow, I don't even know what just happened to me." It is weird. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to talk to you guys about that because it's crazy, so wild. And speaking of former attractions, of course, we have the uh, Skyway that used to go through the Matterhorn. And now, to uh, memorialize that, they do have one of the actual old Skyway cars in the new refurbished, they kind of revamped Matterhorn for the 60th anniversary, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Uh, got like a new a new Yeti, kind of updated the cars and everything. Uh, and so, one of the actual real-life sky cars you can find in the new Matterhorn attraction. Yeah, it's right next to like the old Matterhorn bobsleds that they also put in there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have no idea where it's at on the attraction. But so it's when you're on the inside, mm-hmm. when you're inside the mountain yeah. is when you'll see it. It's right, it's very close to the Yeti. Uh, but yeah, these used to actually cut through Matterhorn and you could go across the whole park. It's and- crazy. You should look up videos of it because I would love that. It looks kind of fun. Yeah, I'm very scared of heights, so like it'd be... A little spooky for me, but how cool! What a great view of Disneyland! Yeah, you're literally inside the Matterhorn, and I also saw that like cast members mm-hmm. used to climb the Matterhorn. Yeah, it was like they a, climb the Matterhorn yeah. at Disneyland. Yeah, you could see people just it's like what is this walking. place? <laughs> it's I'm, changed so a much. A lot of weird facts that I never knew of. Uh, speaking of weird facts that I never knew about. There was actually, before Big Thunder Mountain, which Jordan reminded me, that yesterday? Uh, Monday. So yesterday. Well, when they hear this, it will be two days. (laughs) (laughs) So technically right on both. Both, We are both correct. September 1st. September 1st was the 40th anniversary of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, one of our favorite attractions ever. And we're so happy it's here because the thing that came before it didn't sound as fun. (laughs) So the thing, uh, the thing, the attraction that came before it was called the Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland. And this was like a very slow moving. When Disneyland first opened, it was not like thrill rides or anything like that, which is why Big Thunder Mountain actually came, because people were like, hey, can you make things more (laughs) thrilling? And that's why they took this out. But it used to be just this like mine train that you sat in and you go through the little town that you go into in 
on Big Thunder Mountain. So that hasn't changed, which is exciting. And you just go around this huge area of land through like caves and shrubbery and stuff like that. So obviously that got scrapped and Big Thunder is now there. But if you go on the Mark Twain riverboat and you look closely towards the ground, you can actually see abandoned tracks um, of where this little attraction used to go. And like little caves. You have to look really close to see the caves that they went into because this has been gone for a while and shrubbery is like growing over these things. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I thought it was pretty interesting. I didn't know about the history of Big Thunder Mountain, but should look up photos. It's really cool. It's wild. And when we said September 1st, it reminded me, September 4th, the day this comes out... Is it, Jordan's birthday. It, it is. And then the fifth will be Aaron's birthday. But the reason that is very easy for me to remember this is that it will be a year since Bugsland closed. Yeah. So that will someday be a secret to people as well. Be like, there used to be a whole land dedicated to... A bug slots. <laughs> Literal bugs, which I love. And we were at D23 and they made a very funny bugs bugs life joke that made us laugh so hard. We were screaming. It's uh, very funny. It was very funny. But so yeah, it will be a year since that closed, and that's will for children today will be a secret to them. Be like, this Avengers area used to be a bug's life. Like, can you imagine? No. And it's now crazy. you can go ride emotional whirlwind. Inside Out, Emotional Whirlwind, and relive the glory days of Flix Flyers, because that is Flix Flyers. <laughs> it's the same attraction, just rethemed, mm-hmm. which is great, because that was a good one. It was a good one. We love that. Yeah, it's exciting. These are super fun for old and young. <laughs> Next up, we have something that I had no idea about same. until today, about an hour ago. <laughs> So, um, when Disneyland was beginning, obviously, there's a beginning to Disneyland, Mm -hmm. to everything. They had a head Imagineer that was over Main Street. And I apologize profusely. I cannot remember this man's name. His name is on one of the windows. I will come back next week with his name. Forgot to write it down. He was a head Imagineer for, like, the decor and, like, what Main Street was going to be. He did a great job. He did an awesome job. So on his way home from work one day, he lived in Los Angeles. He saw that a light pole had been like run over or hit or something. So he went to go check it out. And the bottom of the light pole, the light pole was actually really intricate in its design. And he was like, wow, this is perfect. This would be perfect on Main Street. So I don't know who he called or (laughs) what. I don't even know where to begin. He ended up paying somebody $5 for this thing. And he actually put it at the bottom of the Main Street flagpole so as soon as you walk in to disneyland Mm -hmm. main street usa go to the flagpole and the little black intricate like decorated thing at the bottom of the flagpole is that light pole that he bought for five dollars it's still there they haven't changed it or anything it's really cool so that's kind of a story yeah that's awesome i think that's really really cool um uh, something equally as awesome but totally different Hello, is the something called Mara Mara Glyphics, which so Mara is the bad guy or the evil woman. Yeah, so on, that you don't you don't look into her eyes. No, and this is on Indiana Jones. Yeah. You should probably preface that. <laughs> we just have this woman fall. <laughs> this is bad guy. We need to tell you we need some help. Mara, we see you. <laughs> but we can't look at you. Well, we can't look at you, but we see you, girl. So we're talking about Indiana Jones yes. Adventure. 
great catch. And when this attraction opened, they were handing out these really cool decoder cards. And as you walk through the attraction queue today, well, as you talked about last Mm -hmm. episode, not last episode, but the last Secrets Mm -hmm. episode, the Indiana Jones queue is like half of a mile long. That's no exaggeration. Yeah. Because of the crowds. So they created all these ways to entertain people. And we kind of talked about that a little bit last week. But one of these ways was the hieroglyphics on the walls. And they invented their own hieroglyphic language Which called maroglyphics. It's so cool. That is wild. And so, yeah, they would hand out these little decoder cards that you could spend time trying to decode all these secret messages that they created in the queue for Indiana Jones while you were waiting for, for a little chunk of time. So really, really fun. And today they don't have those anymore. But if you are super lucky, every once in a while, if you ask a cast member, they might still have a card or two around. And so you can ask and see if they have a decoder card and you can go through the queue of Indiana Jones and decode some of the secret maroglyphics that are around. I was thrilled when I learned that they still might hand these out because when I was watching the videos, I was like, what I would do to get my hands on one of those decoder cards for indiana jones then it was like oh and you can ask and see if they have them today (laughs) i couldn't believe it i was so excited and if you if they don't have one you could probably just google the image and i'm sure it would pop up online and you can still do it in the line i'm sure someone's selling one somewhere but it's well it's probably just free online like as an image like a google image totally uh so it's exciting yeah we'll try and see if we can get one when we when we go there today as, as you're yeah, hearing we this. are there yeah. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, next up, we've got Snow White's Grotto. This is... I've completely forgotten the location of this. So it's if you're looking at the Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and you know how you can walk straight through the drawbridge, or you can kind of go around the sides. If you're looking at the castle, if you head up to the right-hand side, this is where Snow White's Grotto is located. You can't really miss it because there are these beautiful marble statues of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and these little creatures. So this was actually made by an Italian designer? I don't know. Somebody (laughs) who was good with marble in Italy. This is sweet, sweet Uh, sculpture. For Walt Disney. It was a gift for Walt Disney. And Walt was like, great, I want to put these in my parks. So uh, he tasked an Imagineer as to where to put them. But... Snow White is actually just as tall as the seven dwarves in these statues, mm-hmm. which made no sense. <laughs> He's the same size as the yeah. dwarf statues. Took some artistic liberties. I mean, in the movie, she's significantly taller than them. So they used optical illusions, the thing that they use on mainstream. Forced perspective. Forced perspective. <laughs> and they set her on top of this grotto area where the dwarves were on the bottom. Um, so it made it look like she was, like, much taller than they are. Well, than they are originally. Another cool thing about this place is there is a wishing well right next to it. And in the movie Snow White, um, she sings into a wishing well and it echoes back to her. And if you stay there long enough, um, you'll be able to like see little scenes go on and music start playing and Snow White starts singing. Um, and if you actually go to the well, you can hear her like the echo back like it was in the movie, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, just little touches like that are so, so cool. Um, speaking of small little things that you may not know or notice, 
But there are a lot of rumors as to why Disneyland's address is the way it is. So Disneyland's address is 1313 Disneyland Drive. And I feel like recently they changed it to Disneyland Drive. I think it used to be 1313 Harbor Boulevard. That's neither here nor there. But the one of the, the possible reasonings behind this is M, the letter M, is the 13th letter of the alphabet. So 1313 is MM for our main mouse, Mickey. So it's Mickey Mouse. Address is Mickey Mouse. That's so cute. It's so cute. We love we love that good good boy. And last but not least is is a fun little one. What I really like about these secrets, I mean, there's so many cool things, but I really like when they uh, pay tribute to someone that did something really cool at Disneyland. I love all the names above the windows that we talked about last time, and all the cool like hidden secrets to Walt Disney and Roy Disney and and all those people that made all these really cool things a reality. So another one of the things like that is a woman by the name of Mary Blair. She is a concept artist for a lot of the animated Disney movies, but also the concept artist behind It's a Small World attraction. And she has a special doll of herself that I don't think she like, I don't think she put herself in the ride, but Imagineers put her in the uh, a doll of herself in actually in It's a Small World. So if you look in the uh, the Eiffel Tower area, so right under the Eiffel Tower, you'll see a little doll with blonde hair holding a red balloon, and that is Mary Blair. That is so, exciting. So it's very cute. She sounds awesome. She wrote a book with like all the concept art of It's a Small World if you want to see it. But yeah, she actually has a doll of herself in the attraction. Wow. That is great. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Shout out to you, Mary. Way to go. Way to make this a fun, cute attraction. Uh, also, at It's a Small World, this, I'm just rolling here, but they've, at Disneyland, I think Disneyland's the only place they've done this, but they've added a lot of dolls from the movies. So, or excuse me, like like characters in doll form from their animated movies in sections that make sense. And So like, Woody is in the America, like, southern area, and uh, what's her name? Lilo is in the Hawaiian area. It's very cool. It's very cute. We always try and look for them, and they've added some new ones recently, so keep your eyes peeled for new stuff. That is awesome. Thank you so much for the <laughs> reminder. I think you, we talked about that. Oh, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> but you never know. I don't. I honestly don't think y'all listen to every episode. So. I wouldn't either. So we're just going to start repeating information. <laughs> just the same episode every week. <laughs> um, anyway, that wraps up our unedited, Clearly. super raw cut of Disneyland Secrets Part 2. Who knows how many parts we're going to do to this. This was fun. I learned so much yeah. when we do these. So thanks for requesting them. Of course, Jordan and I will be in Disneyland. So if you see us, say hello. Mm-hmm. If not, we'll be back next week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for another episode. Um, of course, if you want your Disneyland tickets or to book a Disneyland vacation package or any type of vacation package, visit getawaytoday.com. Or call one of our travel experts at 855-GETAWAY, and they would love to help you. Absolutely. So that wraps up for this week. We'll see y'all next week with all the new fun stuff we did at Disneyland. As always, if there's anything that you guys want to hear about or talk about, like if you want more of these secrets, 
we we try to accommodate that so absolutely shoot us an email at packedwithplan at getawaytoday.com and we'd love to chat with you and and get those episodes that you want so that's all for us this week we'll see y'all next week hope you have a great day bye bye